Phil Cut. Yeah. <laughs> Boys. Back for another week again. You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo, here with Matt Beatty and Jake Eisenberg. Fellas, how are you? We're good. Mate, We're three, good. Three podcasts okay. back to back to back in celebration yeah. mode for me. We've we've got um we've got basketball on, mm. which is is always pleasant. I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, we we should bring up how the NBA players sh- took a strike. Would you call it? Yep. From strike, Thursday strike. last week, our time. Um, we're one thousand percent supportive of their decision. If anyone can't understand why they sh- took a strike that day then th- that's why the strike needs to happen because people don't understand. And it's it's kind of ridiculous how anyone would even argue with the fact that they were upset about what happened and wanted to take a stand. It seems like some change has come out of this. I heard that there was a pledge by the owners for a certain amount of money. Hopefully they follow yeah. through and actually donate that to the right causes. Exactly. Otherwise it's all, it's all um, yeah. what's the problem to begin with. Yeah. But basketball's back on. Yeah, 100% supportive. They got the every owner to agree to use their stadiums as voting facilities. Yeah. So that's like the main kind of practical um, action off the back of it, which is which is really good. And then a few other things, yeah, like commitments to social programs and, and um, social justice initiatives. And, yeah, I mean, it was a kind of came out of nowhere, woke up, and you, you kind of had the refs on the court um, with no players – and yeah not really knowing what's going on and then we were like and then there was you know is the season going to be cancelled they kind of all got it kind of figured out that a combination of using their platform and using their platform to also strike and protest is kind of in the most effective um but yeah it was uh it was a hectic few days and had they had they decided to call it a day i would have been right behind them mm. i'm glad they've picked up the ball and played again though because as we've said and as a lot of people have said including barack obama from the sounds of things mm. now's the time you want to use this platform so it would have been at a detriment to go home and nothing came of it i think exactly right and who will you disagree with barack obama i guess yeah exactly um, anyway well, to the ball let's today do it. it was a huge day playoff bu- the bubble ball was back baby that's for damn. I know. Um, we, Paul George went straight back into his old ways. Jeez, I mean, but he played a more well-rounded game today. But I think we'll start with the most back-and-forth series of the first round, without a doubt. We've written off both teams already on this podcast. Um, week one, Denver. We thought we we're going to take it home easily. Uh, we come. Yeah, back we're like, what's now. what's this jazz? Why'd they even come to the playoffs? Point. Joke. Who's who's Niang? And who, why, yeah. why, why <laughs> That's what we said. Who's Niang? Too I much feel like Niang. we definitely did say that. <laughs> and why, why is he on my screen for 32 minutes a night? It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, then but we, then old, old Mike Conley came back and flipped the script. That's right. Mike Conley had the baby power from the birth of his child. And then we have now the reversal. Jamal Murray, another 50-point game. Is that three 50-point games? Or just two. And Donovan had the other 50-point game. It's, it's, it's getting track. cloudy for me because of all the 40s and 50s. It's incredibly difficult, hard to keep track. I mean, yeah, I, just, I was just reading the stat of the series for Jamal Murray the last three games, which is why they're now tied three games to three going to a game seven, is 47 points a game on 65% shooting on 63% from the three-point line. It's Yeah, and that sounds like hyperbolic, but Donovan Mitchell's on the other side doing nearly the same thing. Like, they're, they're going at it every night in a way 
like I've not really seen in a long time. These two guards are so evenly matched and they want to get the leg up on each other. Mm-hmm. They're both so cold. Unbelievable. Hey, dog. I know uh, I know you're a big uh, jazz fan. You thought you had it in the bag here. No, I, I never thought I had it in the bag. <laughs> I thought the... I, I thought, thought you had the, it in the bag. I was cold coming into this series on on the Jazz. I think I was very down on the Bogdanovich missing, and then with Conley being out for a couple of games, I was a bit a bit devo about that. And and I think we've talked about Rudy Gobert and some of the limitations that he has as a player offensively in previous weeks, which was shown um, today. Yeah, well, it's it's still there. It's never going to go away until he can start scoring from further than six feet out, right? Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, I think the first probably. Th- well, not the first game, but certainly once they, they got on that roll and Donovan had a couple of games where he had 50 and, and 40, like they were just playing to the absolute best of their abilities and, and what they could do as a, as a team. I think that they're, they're, they're just a very well-drilled team. And I mean, that's one of these things where a guy like Georges Nian can come in and just play his role. And then Quinn Snyder can extract the absolute maximum out of a guy like Jordan Clarkson, who, you know, is is like a 20-point playoff scorer right now in this series. Yeah. Um, and but- props to Quinn Snyder for making all the adjustments that he's made. I feel like every game, Nuggets chuck in a new wrinkle, maybe take this guy out of the starting lineup, put this guy in the starting lineup, play this way, go through Jokic, go through Murray. And all throughout, he's had to adjust to this and he's kept the Jazz not only competitive, but... It's up to game seven. They could take it. I, I mean, on the, on the other side of the coin, the Nuggets are a team that are a bit mind-boggling for me. I really yeah. can't work them out. I can't, like, why? Like, they're a horrific defensive team. Yeah. And I, I think Jokic is really, he hasn't made any strides in that regard. I think it's why we haven't seen, uh, we haven't seen bulk Michael Porter Jr. minutes to the extent. I mean, I feel like we watched game one and, and the commentary was very much like, oh, well, Michael Porter Jr. is really locked down that spot in the starting team, but he hasn't. And it, it's still mm. been a case of, of of Malone switching it up and, and his defensive defici- deficiencies have really come to the fore at times. Obviously, Donovan's been cooking. And when you have a, a guard who can just absolutely burn dudes, like it doesn't really matter who you're going to put in front of him to an extent, mm. but... Um, it's it sort of they've managed to then wrestle control of the series back a little bit, and as you said, we're now going to a game seven after the result this morning. So it's just been a, a series that's all over the shop. I think that the Murray versus Mitchell matchup in particular has been enthralling. Um, if if I'm Adidas, I'm pretty stoked they got both of those guys on the roster. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. I really, I'm really looking forward to the first commercial that those guys put yeah. out after this series. But uh, yeah. <laughs> First to 50. Yeah, it's Dude. been fun to watch. Man, and yeah, I mean, we had like the first game when Mitchell had 57 and you know, Jamal Murray, but the Nuggets won and then Jamal Murray sees him at the pool and it's like these guys are just hanging out at the pool the next day after yeah. absolutely going to war with each other. It's such a pure basketball environment. Did, did both teams like shot 50% from three today? And the Nuggets still kind of clean them out by by twelve. Um, I don't know what Utah can do to stop the Jamal Murray Jokic two man game because, like, if you double, if you trap Murray and then he gets it to Jokic, I mean, who, is there anyone else you prefer making that read out of out of that trap? You know, he's gonna now got a little four on three mismatch, and he's gonna either, you know. Pump, pump fake, get to the rim, or, or he's going to hit the perfect pass to whoever the open shooter is. 
Like Jerry, that's a great point. Aaron Grant's not a great shooter, but when he's making when he has, when he's taking shots that are that wide open, he can knock them down. Yeah, and by that token, if the Nuggets were to make it out of this series, then it's only going to get worse from there. At least oh. the Jazz can rely on Rudy Gobert to stop the pick and roll in some sense. I mean, if the Nuggets move into the next round, you don't have as good defensively guard and center combos to stop uh, Murray and Jokic as you do Mitchell and Conley and Rudy Gobert and all these guys. Oh, I disagree. The Clippers are much better well-equipped to to handle this kind of situation. You just put Pat Bev on Jamal Murray and Kawhi or Paul George or Reggie Jackson. Um, they've got a platoon of point-of-attack dudes that they can they can throw at them, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the best perimeter defender for, for the Jazz is Royce O'Neal. And mm. he he's not – yeah, he's not – He's still not like top level, top tier guy, right? And I mean, anyone else on that sort of starting roster, Ingles is not going to stay in front of anybody. Um, Don, you don't really, you probably don't want him burning energy on defense because you want him to be using it all on offense. So, like, yeah, he's a fine defender, but he's not a, he's not elite either. Even when he's yeah. like he's super locked in. Um, so I don't know how they're gonna like. I think you can. To expect to see another, I mean, easy 30 points from Murray unless he goes cold. But mm. how, you can't really expect that now because now the games are so yeah. close together. It's like day off practice and then before you blink, these guys are back on again. For me, the biggest thing is just the Jazz need more out of their, their third guy and their fourth guy. That's, I mean, if they get that, then they probably win or they go really close to it. Yeah. And I, I, I just don't think, I mean, if Ingles, well, Ingles had five today, O'Neal had five. Clarkson, I just said he, I just wrapped him as a twenty-point score. He had eleven today. Like they, they, they really need them guys to just have a just all score a little bit more. Just need to carry a little bit more of the, the workload offensively. Yeah, I just with um like O'Neal, I thought that the Jazz had a really good chance to win or at least make a really close in game five, game five. Yeah, and O'Neal just kind of had four or five just brain farts and hesitation moments when he yeah. needed to shoot because you just can't be scared. You just, you have to let it fly. Let it and, go. Yep. and he, he, yeah, he kind of screwed them on a few possessions there. So, I mean, it's crazy how fast this stuff swings. Like, you know, as we said, we, we've written both teams off already and here we are in game seven. Um, I, I mean, I'm leaving. Quick, quick fire before moving on. Who's yeah. going to win game seven? I'm just going to ride the, the Murray side of things, just because they're hotter, I guess. But I mean, I, yeah, I, I assume it'll I be. I think close. I'm going to go with. I think I'll, Nuggets will edge it. I'm riding the. I'm going with the Jazz. I just want them to win. Okay. Send it. I don't think there's any science yeah. there. I just think it's going to be another Don versus Murray Duke out, and whoever whoever comes out yeah. on top. Yeah. Maybe Don scores sixty this time. Hopefully, they yeah. both score sixty. <laughs> yeah, it would be awesome. Right. Um, second game of today. The Luka magic has ended, unfortunately. Kristaps has done his meniscus now. I mean, Mm. obviously, the fact that Luka was able to get this far without KP in this series for the most part. I mean, he was even injected in the the first game. Um, We had the Luka 43-17 rebounds, whatever it was, 13 assists, miracle on a bad ankle game. We've had Marcus Morris... Smack him in the head, 
potentially actually Marcus work. Morris has beaten him up, dude. Yeah, he's coming at him. He's coming at him. <laughs> Luke is not happy about it. People are freaking out about how like he's a dirty player and stuff. And like, sure, it was probably he probably deserved to be ejected, but I mean, it, you got to just playoffs. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it's. I didn't think it was like he was trying to murder and gouge his eyes out. Like some of the yeah, people it's are, not Madrid anymore, Luca. Yeah, and he's a winger, dude. He's a winger. <laughs> That was a bad foul. I didn't like that foul. It was all. a bad foul. It was a bad foul. I, I, there's, honestly, there's no defending Morris, in my opinion, there. Like, I, I, I just don't really get that side of it at all. Yeah, I mean, well, you got to get there. Like, that's... Yeah, you got ejected. Yeah, it, that, everything worked out fine. Yeah, Luca, the optics of Luca, he's a massive winger. He loves to go at the refs, but, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, at the end of the day, it's still a bad foul for Morris. It makes Morris sure. look like a bum. Yeah. Mm. He, yeah, he's... I think Morris is like happy, like he doesn't care. No, he'll not at cop all. the bum tag and what? take the win. He already tweeted something about crying clips in six. Oh, there you go. So um, that's what they think about that. And I mean, yeah. if we look at it at a macro level, Mavs probably were the team that should have been knocked out. Clippers have, you know, the core, the talent coming aboard, Kawhi, all that stuff. They were always the team we thought were going to make the finals, let alone out of the first round. So yeah. the, the experience that Dallas got through this series is invaluable and it will only come to help them in the future. Had KP been around the whole series, maybe it even went even further. Could have been a seven-game series. It was it was close at a lot of times. But um, I think yeah. Dallas just needed that. They needed that spanking to kind of yeah, without grow, help them grow into the next stage. Without KP, they just don't have enough consistent firepower i mean you, yeah i mean a lot of dorian finney smith yeah tim hardaway two from 11 for three today um even with luca going four from nine i mean he's a 38.9 and nine again i mean if you're going to still lose by you know more like double digits and you're going to have a 40 point triple double almost that's just that the clippers the clippers we all i mean not all of us but i know i've picked the clippers to make the finals pretty much the entire season um, even on a night where playoff P turned up again, shooting six for 19, he was better kind of just playing hard outside and of his And Kawhi shot. was just a beast today as well. Kawhi, man. 14 uh, rebounds and seven. Yeah, five steals. Yeah, dude, I mean, he the he's a cyborg and he's mm. turned it up again. Yeah, and he was, he was always gonna. It was just a matter of when. Um, but... Like I say, if if there's anything I've learned about Dallas in this series, it's that maybe they have too many good to okay guys and not enough real help for Luca. They got a lot of a lot of dudes on that roster that are like okay, you know, yeah. second or third in the depth chart for any team in the league, but too many of them. I think they just need uh, they need that consistent third option as a as a yeah. scorer. And preferably, you'd have it on the wing, someone who can be a swingman, play the two, play the three. You know, when you're running lineups with Trey Burke and Seth Curry, you're undersized, so you're going to get burned on on defense. Um, you're relying a lot on on the offense of those two guys as well, and that didn't that didn't happen today, and then they lost. So when mm. you don't have KP, it sort of yeah, it, it definitely the whole next man up thing with the Mavs doesn't quite work because they just don't have they probably that next man. Quite, yeah, exactly. They lack the one extra guy to, to sort of be that running mate alongside KP and, and Luca. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm sure there's someone in Philadelphia that could help them out if they dig through that roster enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, this this team's full of players that uh, could help Philly for sure. Um, and, like, as much as we love the Seth Curry story and he's calling Paul George a bitch-ass N-word and we've got Trey Burke coming up from the from the G League and, and making a little show and making Philly fans feel upset about him leaving the team when you're – when, when they are your most, like your third options, like Seth Curry was kind of the second or third best player on the team for half the series for the, for the Mavs and said, you know, mm. today he was three for seven. Mm. When, and I think this is what, what the Clippers do though. When they, when they, they have the ability to turn it up, Pat Bev was back tonight. Uh, yeah. And you, you just add him. He's another point of attack dude. That's going to just cause absolute havoc wherever he can. Um, like when they turn it up on defense, you're gonna slow. They turn up. Yeah, yeah. Without Pazingas, there's nothing they could do. It was just, it was just nothing they could do. But good series. It was great to see Luca do his thing. I can't wait till next year for him. Really, MVP. Hundred percent. Was Pe- was Beverly actually back? No, nah, he wasn't. He didn't play today. Who was I? Who am I thinking of? Jackson. Well, that's anyway. No, Not- Jackson played. I think. See, another one, Landry Shamet. I think Shamet's actually been. Yeah, Shamet played today over this series. I mean, he was kind of. I think everyone kind of liked him last year on Philly, and then that trade happened, and he sort of lost his way a little bit on the, in that Clippers team. He probably got a little bit lost in the depth chart. I think he got injured, but um, he's play, he played big minutes this morning, and and I think he's definitely a person that can be a, a contributor in that backcourt for sure, he's, on both ends. Yeah. Just players the Sixers wish they had everywhere. It's fantastic. Yeah. And then the other game of the day, I'm sure you were thrilled about Jakey. There was a was there another game today? <laughs> he says in his Celtic shirt, drinking his tea from his Celtics mug. Weird. I, could, I just didn't even notice that that was they were in my hands and on my body. Uh, yeah, I mean, twenty point blowout. Not sure that <laughs> every week. Every uh, every game, but I mean, we kind of talked about the Toronto half court offense and that being an issue for them. And was this another backdoor cut accurate prediction? I mean, we definitely talked about it and potentially predicted it. We're not the only ones talking about it because I mean, the Raptors had the, like the fourteenth ranked offense overall that this year, which isn't very good for a contender. And then. A lot of that's their transition offense because of how incredible their defense is for the most part. And then if you're the Celtics and they've got pretty good transition D, who's the who's the dude? You got Pascal Siakam trying like spin moves every time he touches the ball. He was he was really bad in the half court today. He's he's not a half court scorer. What's his move? He tried to back down Jalen Brown, he tried to back down Marcus Smart, and he tried to back down Semi Ojale. All three yeah. are like built like brick houses and mm. if that's your offense the best you can do is get a two-pointer um and it's just not an efficient shot you don't you're not running offense off that um it was yeah from a half court offense perspective he was awful you know uh, you don't want to rely on a guy that's as old and worn as mark gasol but this is a series they really need to lean on mark gasol like his bread and butter is half court offense he knows how to get the ball moving around the court. He knows how to be big under the rim. I mean, he got bullied by 
uh, Time Lord for a little bit in 10 minutes today. I actually don't, I don't think he's the right center for this series because I, I think the Celtics, I think the Celtics wing defense, their per- perimeter defenders, they've got so many bodies that they can throw around. Gasol's not exactly a guy that you're going to give it to on a low post and, and score 40, 50 points a game. That's not his game. And that's no, 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 not, not. Not in that sense. Yeah, but more, the, more just to get the offense moving. Yeah, get the offense moving into what? The brick wall that is Tatum and Brown and these perimeter defenders. You know what I mean? Like he's Potentially. Gonna, he's going to be passing the high post and then they're going to have to deal with, with that sort of juggernaut of, of players that are so uh, athletic on, on the sort of wings for the Celtics. Like it's, I think it's a tough series for Gasol to, to sort of hang. I think that um, Van Vliet, was, he was terrible today. What, 316, 18%. And like you said, Siakam as well. Like they're... They really need to get into a transition, and I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. What was interesting is that the Celtics actually turned it over a little bit today. Um, they had, you know, they had twenty-two turnovers, and the Raptors still weren't able to get get a lot out of that. And like, I didn't think the Celtics played their best basketball. Which one? The Raptors are going to shoot better. I mean, they were twenty-five percent from three, but at the same time, the Celtics. Are in the, I forget what they're ranked, but they're in the top of the league of opponent three points percentage. They always are with Brad Stevens' defenses. And when there's no one breaking down the, the defense in the half court, it's even easier to stay home on the three-point shooters. So there's that. Obviously, they'll shoot better, but the defense is going to be really hard for them to, to get through. And then even with 22 turnovers, they weren't able to get out in transition for a lot of the game. So... Even without Gordon Hayward, Semi Ojale or Grant Williams, from a defensive perspective, can still kind of hang. Like watching an Ojale, I mean, people people talking shit about Ojale all season, but he was like thirty six percent from three this year. If he can just stand in the corner and knock down like one or two threes a game, that's all you need. Mm. I think um, one thing that really stood out to me from the game this morning, though. Outside of Sammy and all the wing defenders and all the Celtics bigs who were tearing up the boards, what really stood out was whenever a Raptors guard tried to penetrate Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Vliet or something like that, which is like how many how many entire sets start with one of their guards trying to pen- penetrate, Marcus Smart stopped them. He got in their way. He made their them dribble off so they had to go the long way instead of the lane they were trying to hit. Like, he was surreal today in slowing down them getting their moves initiated. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, he, I mean, he's one of the best guard defenders in the NBA, if not the best guard defender in the NBA. It's going to be tough sledding for, for them the whole time. And Kemba was just running that whole game at his own pace. Only had 18 points. We had the 10 assists. But you know, six from eleven, perfect, like, efficient. He's what he's what you always wanted Kyrie to be, eh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, exactly right. Someone that can go off for forty, but is also willing to just yeah take a back seat. Uh, yeah, he's he's already exceeded his total career playoff wins by two. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that is mental. Yeah, he think he had three total wins, and now he's on a five-game winning streak in the playoffs. Um, and he's, dude, the, the Philly just played him right into form. Like, they just gave mm. him these open shots for the whole series, and now he's feeling confident. There was a little knee issue there in the second quarter, which scared me a little bit, but he came back and finished the game. Um, I'm still not willing to be like, okay, Celtics in five, because I think the Raptors 
um, still have top five defense, and there's going to be a night where they get out and transition and start just knocking down heaps of threes. Plus, I'm interested to see what Nick Nurse can adjust. I don't know what exactly he can do offensively to adjust, but defensively they gave up heaps of corner threes, which is something they've done all year. And there was just like Marcus Smart was five for nine from three, and a bunch, and I think four of them were corner threes. And wait till he shoots forty percent from three next year. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to come. I think he's just going to be right below league average. Even he has like two weeks where he can't miss, and then he has two weeks where it's just. It never is consistent. It's just <laughs> up and down. That's the experience. That's the whole smart the experience. Smart experience is right. Like the fact that Marcus outscored Kemba today is uh, not something you usually see. Uh, mm. But yeah, and then Time Lord, the 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 front court. I called this. Well, yeah, it's a good matchup for Time Lord. He had a few yeah. getting lost moments on defense because he's busy time lording around, not knowing what he's supposed to do, but. But that's it. Just give him 10-15 and he'll tear shit up for 10-15 and hook him. He played 20 minutes today. Um, mm-hmm. dude, he, the athleticism of him and Tice is a problem for Gasol and Ibaka. Mm. Uh, Beatty, do you see a way out of this for the Raptors? Uh, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah, that, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Like I, I'm probably more inclined to to go the rap, uh, the Celtics in five route. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm the same. You're the one that's lowest on them right now. I just refuse to. Yeah, you don't want to dive in too deep. I'm just trying to g him up and yeah. build him up onto that pedestal before they they tear him down again. <laughs> before before Giannis runs before Chris Middleton annihilates him in the in the Eastern Finals. Oh, stop. <laughs> you mean Tyler Hero? Yeah, <laughs> bam. The Milwaukee frauds. Um, yeah, I look, I don't know. I, I came out of the game feeling like the Celtics had a lot more in them between Tatum had a kind of an all-over-the-shot first quarter and then kind of ends the game with 21-9 and nine and some great defense. Um, like Jalen was 6 from 18. That's, that's uh, he was really good early, but then, yeah, was struggled to find it and he got in foul trouble as well. Siakam had three fouls in the first quarter, so that obviously... Mm, which won't happen next time. Potent- yeah, potentially, yeah. So there's definitely things on both sides where I think that um, it could be different. I, I still think six games at least, just because the, the, the warrior-type mindset of the, the Raptors, um, the champion yeah. tree, championship pedigree, the metal iron sharpens iron, all of these tough pit, tough warrior uh, cliches. <laughs> I believe, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for them. But <laughs> shout out to my, my two Canadian friends that I have talking talking their shit before for today. Um, haven't heard back from one of them when I sent them a gif with a bow tie. But uh don't want to get too ahead too ahead of myself here, but you know. Celtics, well, Celtics in the finals, I don't know. Okay. What do we have to look forward to tomorrow, games wise? Game six Rockets Thunder. Yes. Yes. I'm mean, loving that series. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a great series. I, st- I think the Rockets are just going to pull it out. We won't get too into that one because who knows what's going to happen there. Um, mm. But Lou Dort like, has become... Keep it going, Lou. Well, he, he, he was 0 for 9 from the 3 uh, yesterday. And basically that's going to be the game plan is just leave him open. And I don't know. I don't mean he... To me, I don't think he's ready to, to win a series against the Rockets as much as 
Lou Dort might be the best defensive player of the modern era. I'm not sure he can carry them. Look, I don't know what it is with the Thunder and ridiculously good defensive shooting guards that can't shoot. <laughs> but um, That's right. They, they seem to have a, a almost like a conveyor belt of these guys ready to go. Lou Dort's the next one off the off the line. Um, I think he'll he'll make James' life difficult, and James will take it. I think James has started to figure it out a little bit, um, and now Russ is back. Mm. Even if they lose tomorrow, I think the Rockets will will win it. What uh, what else we got? Hey, we got game one. Heat uh, Bucks. Yes. Like, I'm gonna. Oh. I'm actually. I think the Heat have got this one. I know. I don't know about bullish. this game specifically, but the series. I think they got it. You're bullish. I, from a gambling perspective, love this. They're like six to one, um, <laughs> which, goodness gracious, is just ridiculous. Just for for um, a team that has the tools to at least make it tough. Um, for like they, their weakness on defense is shooting. You've got two mm. of the best shooters in the league. Um, they've got maybe the, one of the top five guys you'd pick to defend Giannis and Bam, plus Crowder, plus Butler. Um, mm. you got to like it, you, at least to make you it. you got to like it. Six or seven. It's, it's, wor- it's worth a look. The Bucks haven't been great since coming back. I know that they ended up rolling on the Magic, but, I mean, I don't think you can even read anything into that. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I think I'm still picking the Bucks to actually win the series, but, um, yeah. Five, six to one. Sign me up. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I am frothing tomorrow. I can't wait. Um, and now, now we're down to like two games tomorrow. I'm locked in. No fatigue. I'm gonna wake up, go for a walk. It's <laughs> gonna get and get maybe go for a swim, and then just lock buckle up for game one. Yeah. Of another walk. <sighs> well, we we were hoping to have more of an update with games for you this week, but obviously with everything that happened, our update was quite small. There was only so many games to really talk about. But next week, we had a lot of thoughts in the last episode about who's going to take the series, what's going to happen, the predictions, things like that. So go back, listen back to that because it's still very relevant. We haven't missed any time now. And then next week, we'll have a full breakdown and update of the whole week that went by playoffs-wise going to be competitive it's going to be the second round it's going to be lots of scoring performances we're excited you're excited right oh. this time this time next week we'll be wondering who the celtics are going to play in the conference finals <laughs> <laughs> oh he's back and the jazz and, he's back. <laughs> and the jazz yeah maybe jazz. hopefully <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't feel as good about that as, as <laughs> jake, jake does about the celtics right now <laughs> yeah. See, you did gas him up. He's left this I'm podcast ready. excited now. <laughs> He's got me hopped up, ready to go. Mate, Tatum didn't even play that well and they blew him out. Come on. Mate, raps, Celtics in five. He's back. Oh, it. We're, back. On. <laughs> We're on. He's back. Why not? All right. Well, that's all I've got to talk about today, fellas. Unless Mate. there's any, any last things. Let's do it. You've Let's been tuned up. in to Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo, here with Matt Beatty and Jake Eisenberg. Until next week, a full episode of NBA Playoff Basketball. Peace!